forever. Dog. A crash course in murder. This week on the podcast, Peter Larangis's Driver's Dead. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are discussing Peter Larangis's Driver's Dead. Yeah. We Kelly, are did you know it. that Peter for a time worked as a singing waiter and then a musical <laughs> theater actor? <laughs> I did not. Did you know that I he- do? Because there's an extensive biography of him at the end of this book. <laughs> I should have read it. If there were jewels extensive. like that. Extensive. <laughs> there are <laughs> childhood photos. No, Peter. I was like, why? <laughs> why did you do this, Peter? Um, for for Arl Stein, it's like, Arl Stein is always that. Where he ends his ideas. It's like a paragraph. And this is like... Peter was born on a stormy night in 1962 <laughs> or whatever. He I didn't performed know he alongside waiter. such greats as John Lithgow. Has he? Jack Lemon. Wait, really? And one time he stepped in to replace Alan J. Lerner in a musical. It's a very Wait, did long he really biography. Work, did he mm-hmm. really work alongside John Lithgow? He sure did. Huge. Huge if true. Huge. Huge and wow. true. Huge and true. That's hugely true. I think I feel different about him knowing that. That's crazy. Lorraine just found theatrical work on Broadway appearing in They're Playing Our Song, and he toured the country in such shows as Cabaret, West Side Story, and Fiddler on the Roof, acting alongside theatrical greats such as Jack Lemmon, John Lithgow, Jane Powell, John Raitt, and Victor Garber. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. And a writer. And a writer. You know what else? Mm. He visited mm. Russia as part of a literary delegation that included First Lady Laura Bush. <laughs> <laughs> huh. What a bio. What a bio. I mean, anyway. I think he was like, I think the thing was he was like, where to start? Where to start? Well, mm. I mean, I have so, there's so much about me that's so interesting, which is true. And just, he's like, I, we include it all. Yeah, include it all. Nothing oh, is left there's a on picture the of him as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's kind of silly. <laughs> the little caption is silly. Uh huh. He shows off his writing style and his mustache, both of which were to develop quite a bit in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter. Yeah, he's funny. I think he's a kind of a funny little guy. Uh huh. <laughs> he's kind of a funny little sprite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, love it. So that's Peter. Okay, that's Peter. I mean, good to know the whole time uh-huh. that he's like sensitive and funny. I did mm-hmm. feel like he was probably sensitive and funny from this book. Um, yes, there were. Okay, I mean, so overall, I was actually pretty surprised by this book. Like, I thought it was. I mean, the name is Driver's Dead, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Fantastic. I did A not know name. that it would be about the struggles of a young Asian American. I. Did not as well either. And I was scared at first. I I was initially so we start the book with um with Wynn. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Wynn? Mm-hmm. Wynn. Mm-hmm. Um 
And <laughs> the first line is hot. She was hot. <laughs> yeah. So already I was like, oh, I'm really scared just in general about a lot of things. Mm hmm. A. I mean, kind we're of. We're in the head of an start- Asian kid. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, if you start uh, with a white writer. Yeah. And a non-white character immediately, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm just bracing myself. Yeah. I was case. just getting ready. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Thank God that it was not a racist book. Yes. In fact, it was a yeah. about racism. Mm-hmm. I kind of to wish... not a subtle degree. Yeah. Yeah. I... I, I it's interesting because like a lot of the characters are, you know, I would have wished that like maybe our main character, Kirsten, had like a little bit more opinions about the racism aspect. <laughs> Everybody kind of, is very like, OK, well, I'm just going to gloss over that. Yeah, they're just like, mm, let's keep moving. It is a very early 90s type of thing. Anti-racism where it's mm-hmm. like, well, we just don't uh, agree with the person who's being racist but we don't really say anything i do like that the racist guy that we meet at the very very beginning is just a bad guy through and through and he gets his comeuppance all the racists do well not yeah. olaf oh yeah not olaf. 87 well, I mean, year old he's, olaf he's but like he's kind he of looks like, like prince philip like now 100 <laughs> percent. he's on his last legs he looks like Prince Philip post death. So I mean, yeah, like, not even like, like at the end of his life, but like currently, like currently five in this days moment. dead. Yeah. Five days dead. Prince Philip. Or however long. Where you're like, yeah. I don't know how much worse it could get. And then five days. It's like, dead, well, Philip is like, just wait. <laughs> yeah. I feel like father time is going to take care of this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Father time is the comeuppance for Olaf. For Olaf. Yes. The uh, pawn shop owner whose car is stolen, which Nguyen dies in. Mm-hmm. The book opens. So it the book opens, first of all, with. Oh, this was the other part, too. So so a, a couple of things One that had me nervous. Mm-hmm. One was that we were it was a white writer and that we're in the mind of this Vietnamese boy who's a refugee mm-hmm. and his name is Nguyen and we are in his head and he in the first words are hot. She was hot. So I was like, I had, like, there's a lot of things. And then like mm-hmm. he has <laughs> there's, like there's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And, and then to add to the things is like he also is like kind of magical, which like I was like, oh, no, please do yeah. not have this book be like uh, yeah. oh, this this strange oriental wow. magic but like thankfully yes, it's gonna say no. oriental <laughs> <laughs> yes like this whoa this what, what are their strange ancient ways like i wow was really scared like, but channeling the power of confucius like, yes yes i was just like horribly offensive but deeply thankfully, concerned thankfully no thankfully, thankfully no it was he's just like, he is he's, he's just magic. a nerdy little magician yeah and like he's different like it's not like he, he came from like a long line of magic people like <laughs> of like like 
Oriental mystics. Yes. Yes. Of like, <laughs> like opium smoking, like Oriental <laughs> mystics. Like it was right. in fact that he he's unique, right? Like he's just magic. Yes, and he like is very- just particularly interested in like telekinesis and, and like actually like nerdy, like magic pulling yes. like flowers out of a pocket type lame magic. Yes. Like, have you guys seen that um, Nathan Fielder out of context <laughs> um, photo set of <laughs> him <laughs> dressed up as a goth with this girl on a picnic? <laughs> and he like <laughs> takes a, a, a coin out from behind her ear and she's like, I think I've seen that before. And then the next one is, now that I had successfully impressed her. (laughs) It's like like that. Like he's into like very dorky magic. magic. Dork magic. Yeah. Like sleight of hand, but also making things in pictures Asian magic. No, this is like, like those magic shops at Universal City Walk that are like, like you go in there and you can buy like a kit. Working at the magic shop at Disneyland. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so don't I was worry. Like, okay, good. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Good. I was very wary because I was like, wow, straight out the gate, you are showing us a magic Asian boy. Like, I'm very scared. <laughs> but, and then he dies. So I was like, fuck. Like, this is. Yeah. I was awful. disappointed that he dies. I was disappointed that but, he dies. Like, I was, because at first I was, it was, like you said, many things are happening. It's like, uh oh. Yes. I'm scared for Wynn's characterization. Yes. Secondly, uh-oh, he's objectifying women. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, uh-oh, he's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there came a and part. And then I so, was like, uh-oh, he, he died. Yeah, I was like, uh-oh, he died. And he's like a weird like Ringu ghost. Like I was like, oh, no, this is like very <laughs> bad. <laughs> this is like horrible. But thankfully, it was like... It's not. It's not. It's, it's not all racist. handled well. It's addressing racism. It is not racist itself. Exactly. Exactly. Like there yes. are racist characters, but they are literally all evil, and mm-hmm. many of them die mm-hmm. by and his ghostly to an hand. Extent, some of them get called out on it. Yeah. It's just. Well, it's. It's very like. Uh, like, I will say it's like I would obviously like a racist to be called out more directly at all times. But it right. is like, am I really going to have a fucking conversation about race with this 87-year-old man whose name is Olaf? Yeah. And can't, cannot bother to keep straight the nationality of the different Asian people that he encounters. I, I actually liked that the main character calls him out on that. Yes. And, and I cannot remember for the life of me what her name is. Oh, Kirsten. Kirsten, Kirsten yeah. uh, is like... She's like, um, you're talking about Japanese people. He is Vietnamese. And he's like, well, whatever. What's the difference? Like, blah, 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 She's blah. She's like, well, and the difference is that one is Japanese and one is Vietnamese. As yeah, I like they're said. different people. So I literally just said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, There's a lot of like, we were in a war with Vietnamese kind of attitude from the middle-aged men, which I'm yes. sure was the case at the time. Like, Mike and I went, oh my God, this was at... Your wedding. I was oh. going to say, Mike and I went to a wedding and we were at a table with some people and we were talking about our trip to Japan and uh-huh. we were talking about um, like the sort of culture of cuteness that exists in Japan that we don't uh-huh. have here. And um, and they were like, really? Yeah, there's like, it's like a 
thing, you know, like, like San the Rio, stuff. and we went to mm-hmm. Pearl Land and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, huh. We just thought they were a very like efficient culture. Like, and it was, was this a white no... person. I need to know first, last, on well, last. Of course, later. it was a white person. You're gonna have to tell me. I feel like I know who it probably was. I don't remember anything else about them. I think that they like travel a lot, and that's how we started talking about our trip to Japan. But they were were they older? They had like a very. They were older. They're like boomers. So yeah. they didn't really have an excuse for their World War II mentality of like, right, right, right. Huh, well, they were our enemy in the 40s. So that's so interesting that you would visit that country. It was like very odd. That is so we odd. Like, I desperately yeah, need no, to know who there's these people like, are. There's, there are more shades to the country. And also, <laughs> funnily enough, like Japan is like the kingdom of subculture. So like... Yeah, which there's like that's a the million. Thing is we were like things. educating them on that. Yeah, we're like, huh? It's just like a very uniform idea of what Japan is like. We're like, mm, no. <laughs> and it's really so kids. funny to like say that. Yeah, to to at be a wedding at, with to be like so, so many Asian people to say that. Yeah, <laughs> well, and like, like there's you're surrounded huh. by Asian people at this wedding. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> It's like we are at the wedding of a Vietnamese woman. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> I and wonder we are if they still, were like, uh, oh. like just applying a uni- big old uniform paintbrush to an Asian country. Mm. That is so funny. I'm gonna have to ask you more questions off the air because um, I desperately need to know who these people are. <laughs> it's it is. I mean, obviously, I've I've dealt with like people like literally doing the thing of, and I've said this on the podcast of like, like uh, when I was an attorney and my boss had me come in and try and read Korean, and I was like, I, I cannot read this, and he was like, ah, it's all Ching Chong to me, and I was like, cool, that's tight, all right, and I think I I think I I think I literally said like, oh fuck off, and then like walked away, and he laughed. <laughs> But I was like, no, I'm pissed. No, this this isn't you being like cute. No, I'm not being like. There are so many people where it's that sort of like. (laughs) I just say what's on my mind, and like if you call them out on it, they just think it's all the funnier. They're like, yeah, that's just me. No, this isn't cute. You're not like charming everybody you meet. Literally, everyone hates you. Yeah, (laughs) literally, you've never met a person who's liked you. Yeah, like within thirty seconds, you reveal yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had like experiences where uh, an older white person came up to me and I was actually at another wedding. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Weddings you mix with people that you yeah. wouldn't ordinarily mix with. Yes. You encounter with uh, people who you would never, ever talk to. Mm-hmm. And um, this person was like, hey, I tried to watch your TV show because um, this was back when I was on Super Punch. Mm-hmm. I tried to watch your TV show. Um, couldn't understand a word of it. It was like you were speaking Vietnamese or some gobbledygook <gasps> or something at me. And I was like, oh, my God. And I think I literally was just like, OK. Like, and they're like, well, got to go. If they had just said it was like you were speaking a different language, that's fine. The like, different specificity like, of Vietnamese was very yes. weird. Yes, that is what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> like particularly weird. to you and then to follow it up with gobbledygook 
And on top of it, here's the other thing. I think that person Boy. is so racist, they do not know I'm Vietnamese. That's another layer. It so just, it was just like, like a coincidence. Came out. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. I'm so, so sorry. So I, I was worried. But actually, yes. and of course, right? Of course, you know, if this book were written today, I would have, you know, wanted it to be written from the perspective. Like, if we're going to be talking about racist, racism yes. against Asians, it would be from the perspective of the Asian person. Yes. Um, and not this, like, white girl who's, like, you know, uh, wanting to f- solve this crime. But I actually really loved how personified Nguyen was. Yes. Right? Like, he yeah. was a full person. It was and a she. Person. And Kirsten felt so connected to him, like so drawn Mm -hmm. to him, so connected to him. And not because it was like, oh, this poor Asian boy. Oh, this poor, like desexualized, whatever, you know, (laughs) it was like it was like, oh, no, like this kid had very real wants and desires. Mm -hmm. And okay, this was another part that I was like deeply scared when we got to his diary. I was like, oh, I'm so scared to to read his diary. Like I was like, if (laughs) it's broken English, I wasn't scared anymore. I was still scared because you can never not be scared. Sure. But it was fine. It, it wasn't like weird pigeon. It was like. Wow, it, that didn't he, even occur to me. <sighs> yeah. See, I was like afraid it was going to be like me like the girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Even after we'd been in his head in the beginning. Yeah, I was scared. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't I know. Mean, you've encountered a lot you never more know. racism than me. It was just you never know. You know, yes. like sometimes people are like, yeah, now that you're calm and lulled into a yeah. sense of security, <laughs> surprise. Here's where I pull out that uh, racist rug from under your feet. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but thankfully, it's not. Mm-hmm. It was actually like, I don't know. And it's like, I, it had personality crazy. and was like quirky. And um, when yeah. she guessed his password was his real last name. Yeah. <sighs> I was so sad. It's a very that, poignant book. Yeah. Yeah. There were certain parts. Okay. I'm going to legit tell you I cried at the end of this book. I understand why now. You told yeah. me that at the beginning and I had not read the back of the book. I hadn't started the book. I had no idea. I was like, wow, what is coming? And then I was yeah. not prepared for like how poignant it was. Yeah. Like... Well, because at the end of the the part that I cried at, and we'll get to it more specifically, was when we find out the thing he wants the most and that he yes. like will never get it. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. that part I was like, oh shit. Like it just made him seem like She's empathizing which, with him as a human. Yes, exactly. Which is like this universal yes. desire, right? Because yes. and it was it almost like his want, right? Like made him all the more a child, which is what he is. He's a teenage boy. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's kind of what we all are and want, right? Is like we have these like childish needs that are like coded by like being an adult and like they kind of morph mm. or whatever. But at the core, what he wanted was something that what everybody wants. And so it was or everybody would want or on some level. Mm-hmm. And so like that, I, I don't know. And like the fact that like he never got to know about his parents, like that whole thing. I was just like, oh, my God, like that part was really sad to me um i do want to say that kirsten is fucking insane like the fact that she keeps getting herself into these like i'm not victim blaming i am not victim blaming but this girl needs to stop like is dragging herself through putting herself in situations she's 
absolutely like like she needs to absolutely never ever ever get in a car with that driver's ed teacher like that was why i was like why did you ever think this was gonna work out well this man is nothing but mean to you and i don't care if you know him if you encounter a teacher outside of school in a non-school vehicle Yes. Who is mean to you always? And he's like, well, hey, and how about we wants- uh, get in a little lesson? I was like, specifically, what are you doing? Yes, and specifically being like, let's not use the school vehicle. Let's use this other random vehicle. Like that part. I was like, which has like Don't. added features that yeah, are yeah. <laughs> very strange to me. <laughs> yeah, it has. I these- was like, yes. I was like a key start, but what? Yeah. Yeah, it has all these special... Why does this car have this? It has this, like, special, like, thing where, like, you can't start the car unless... And this is before, because my car has a button to start. I'm sure yours does as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, like, in addition to putting the keys in the ignition. Like, the car cannot start or be used if the button is not pushed. Okay, wait, let's go from the beginning, because I do want yeah, well, like, uh, to, like, get to that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the climax that that part is so fucking funny if you like really think about what's probably happening. Yes. Um okay. Kirsten's not a very good driver or Kirsten, either one. And the driver's ed classes aren't helping. No matter how hard she tries, she just can't get the hang of being behind the wheel. When Rob offers to give Kirsten a few tips on how to improve her driving, he turns up missing after the first lesson. Now, Kirsten's getting a crash course in murder. <laughs> in murder. <laughs> um, so she is a very bad driver. Extremely bad. <laughs> and then she does like, nothing but drive the rest of the book. <laughs> for someone that's such a bad driver, she drives a lot. She also like... I burst out laughing. I know that it ends up being a prank, but when she's like, so she's like doing this driver's ed class and she straight up hits a student. I laughed so fucking hard. I was like, maybe she shouldn't be doing this. Like maybe driving just isn't for her. She nearly kills, I want to say five people. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's multiple. That moment where where she almost hits the little girl on the bicycle. (laughs) going in reverse and like the only reason it doesn't happen is because rob the creepy boy who got win killed is like Mm -hmm. oh you should like actually look behind your shoulder when you're reversing because you can't trust your mirrors and then she does there was a little girl on a bicycle she was about to hit and she's like wow rob like saved that girl's life and i was like or the real (laughs) takeaway is that you almost killed a child yes it's less that Rob he is was not saving like a savior. He just no. like threw out a very standard thing that you should be doing. Well, also like, like, wow, Rob's quick thinking really stepped in and saved the day. No, he was like telling you basic one hundred and one, like look over your shoulder before you back. That was up. a coincidence. Yeah, it was. It was truly a coincidence. Also, okay, because because that's the thing, right? He would have told her to do that either way. Even if the girl wasn't there. So he wasn't. Yes. And it's something she should already have known. Yes. So she's really, really bad at driving. Her teacher smells like booze all the time. And he 
is really mean to her. And he also is just like, you're a bad driver. And mm-hmm. she is. I mean, for good reason. Mm-hmm. She is very bad. Um, Truly bad. This isn't, she's not being like unfairly targeted. No, she like He's gets unnecessarily scared. rude, but she's yes. a very bad driver. She, I mean, she's unsafe and should not be in this class. Like she's mm-hmm. like, she'll freak out. And instead of pressing the brakes, she'll like jam on the accelerator and yes. like almost gets them like, like T-boned in a fucking intersection because she like freaks out and accidentally presses the accelerator. And then the teacher has to step on the brakes on his side, um, which actually I didn't know that that's how the brakes worked. That Like he was that his brakes are connected to her brake pedal with via a lever. Like, yeah, I just thought a, they were separately a, braked. That's a student driver thing. Well, yeah, but I just I thought that they were like just separate brakes. Like I didn't know that his brake, the only way that his brake does the oh. brakes is that it pushes down on her brakes, which makes more oh. sense <laughs> because that would cost a lot to like do special <laughs> brakes on the other side too. I guess so. Yeah, I never, I had never thought about it before. So I was just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I didn't know that's how they did that. Hmm. So he is unnecessarily rude to her about being a very dangerous driver, which she is. Um. Her brother sucks. I hate her brother. I fucking Nat. he is fulfilling such a little brother role <laughs> that I did not need. I was like, we have enough going on right I now. Was like, like, we don't. Kirsten need him. does not need this. This is excessive. Yes, I hope she's that literally Nat dealing with a ghost died. or a revenant. I honestly <laughs> wanted not to die. Yes, Nat it needed was, to go. He needed to be sent away. It was the really needed funny. to have a talk. Yeah, no, we need to talk about Nat. It it was really funny how Virgil, towards the end of the book, was like, have you heard about a revenant? And I was like, where, what is, how did you get <laughs> to this, Virgil? Um, I, I Like, that particular word was unexpected revenant. from Virgil. It, it, <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever encountered a revenant in any books that we've read. Like, perhaps. Like, yes. By definition, sure, but not named. No one has been like, oh, it's a revenant. I feel like you encounter that a lot in like, you know, like like ghost hunting or like um, fucking like fantasy stuff. Like I know you encounter those in like Dragon Age and all that. Yeah, but, to be this specific as opposed to like his yes. ghost is haunting us. He's like, oh, we've got a revenant on our hands. <laughs> yes, it's as if he was like, mm, well, it's not a banshee. It's a revenant. Like, like he, I was like, how, how is he Mr. Ghost Hunter? I think like, how we can rule know? out Poltergeist. I think we can yes. rule out Banshee. I don't think he's a Babadook. I think, yeah. like, Slender Man, obviously not. I think that he's Obviously not, because the figure's revenant. all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he only comes out Does at night and only talks up. to you when you're alone. Mm-hmm. So he obviously doesn't like groups. So that means he can't be this. Like, it was just very specific. I... I did want to know how Virgil came upon the information well, of a revenant. It makes me think that like Virgil had probably been experiencing some hauntings <laughs> and like wasn't I, I, talking about it. Like he I feel like when was already maybe reaching out to Virgil a tad. <laughs> I do think that as well. And I also think that like in the moments when he was like searching her house. And also, like, pretending to go to the bathroom, he was, like, getting the shit haunted out of him. Like, he was yes. getting haunted like crazy. 
Because and Virgil really needs to thank his lucky stars that he was not also hit by a poster car. Yes, because, because he was in on it. He was in on it. And I don't get why he gets to be off the hook. Because he helped to release the revenant. That's <laughs> I, true. I guess. Because, yes, because and because I guess he like didn't feel racist in his heart. He just like wasn't non-racist enough to like stop it from happening. You know like what I'm all it takes for evil to yeah. uh, conquer it's for the good people to do nothing. And exactly. particularly for good people to help cover up the death. <laughs> for good people to uh, engage in like a an extensive murder cover up. Extensive murder fraud. Um, so, yeah, it's a deep like murder moving fraud. Moving corpses, using aliases at hospitals, trying to like rein in your drunk racist driver's head teacher oh my god like i do feel like the person that was the most at danger of revealing the murder fraud was the murderer himself yes like he didn't need to try and kill her on some train tracks you know like he didn't need to try and run her over with his red jeep like he did all this stuff that like it was screaming like i'm suspicious (laughs) Yes, she was not on his tail at all. She didn't even think about him. And even, I mean, this is kind of maybe her problem. But even (laughs) after he like hits her when she's on her bike, I was like, okay, you, but Kirsten, like maybe he's (laughs) after you because like he did like go on to the sidewalk and fucking hit you and then blame you. And you were just like, yeah, I guess I'm bad at riding bikes too. Like, wow, now I've fallen even further in his esteem. <laughs> I know. She's like, I'll never get my license now. And I'm like, yeah, Instead I guess like, not because you'll be my dead, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because you'll be in the grave where they don't have you'll cars. Be in the fucking ground. <laughs> you think you're going to be a revenant too, Kirsten? Um, So she's, you know, doing this driver's ed class. So... She comes back from almost killing a bunch of people and then literally hits a boy and the boy gets up and he like has a cruel smirk on his face and she's like, "Ah, he's hot, but scary. And it's Rob. And Rob is the guy at the beginning of the book that was driving. So when we're in Wynn's head at the beginning, like we learn that he is going, he was, we're in his head and then also Virgil's, right? Kind of. Oh, yeah. For a hot. For a hot minute at the beginning. Yeah. So basically we learned that like Nguyen was lured out to the woods on Riverside Drive to see a Ferrari, but because he likes cars and this guy Rob like works on cars at school at the at the auto class. And we find out that Rob like supposedly doesn't like that Nguyen is now dating this girl Gwen who used to date Rob. Now Rob also knows that Virgil who's like kind of quiet and nerdy as well, but white, uh, that Virgil has a crush on Gwen as well. So he's like trying to pretend that he's doing this for Virgil. But really, we get these hints that he was like, he's also like, oh, you know, these people, they're also like stealing our jobs, these immigrants. And so then you're like, oh, he's also racist. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. And then they're they're driving. Rob's problematic on... in several ways. <laughs> yes. And, and we see he's, very much so. Um, so then he's driving and they're on Riverside Drive and someone is driving on the wrong side of the road and swerving around like crazy. 
And then they crash into that person. Or no, no, no. They try to swerve away from the person who's on the wrong side mm-hmm. of the road. Hit a tree and cut to black. Okay. And then we find out Virgil's still alive. <clears throat> and so is mm-hmm. Rob. But Wynn is dead. And mm-hmm. the family moved away. And so Kirsten is living in um, the Wynn's old house. In, in his whole old house. And specifically in his old bedroom. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how everybody fits together. I and then the it was teacher's name is fucked up that he dies because he wasn't wearing his seatbelt. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just didn't like that. Like to an extent, it was like, well, he wasn't wearing his seatbelt. Well, I read it as kind of that he was jammed in between them and like kind of was just going along with what they were saying because they were, you know, kind of bullying him into going, and so. Maybe. It was kind of like they didn't let him have a seatbelt. Yeah. But I do I do see what you mean. Yeah, I was just like, I just would have preferred if like for sure it was not anything to do with when. Yeah, or even, right, if he kind of is like, oh, I don't want to sit here because I don't have a seatbelt. And Rob's like, oh, what are you, a fucking baby? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, it's more like Putting it's the not onus choice. on them and not, yes. and not win. Yes, I would have preferred that as yeah. well. Um, so Virgil's wafer thin excuse for uh, why they didn't just go to the police and say that Busk is it Mister Busk, Mister Busk, and I laughed so hard name. at his at his reasoning. Why? Yes, it, they're like well, it was so funny. He's the driver's ed teacher who would believe us. And I was like, I don't know a fucking breathalyzer. He yeah. was drunk. Yeah. yeah. You can pretty easily prove the man was drunk. Some people are untouchable in this town, like the driver's ed teacher. <laughs> yes. like, like, I was we like, we all know uh, that, like, that kind of voice of authority, like, there's a conspiracy. <laughs> we all know that, like, I, the cops, what, they're going to be- believe us <laughs> over there. I mean, the driver's ed teacher, one of the most respected elders of our community. Yeah. No, no one crosses the There was no thing line. we can do. It, it, was, it was truly <laughs> as if this is, like... It just felt very like strange and draconian, but like also with no sense in reality. Like they're like, well, you know, the driver's ed teacher. And I'm like, I guess. I I do believe that Virgil would do this because I think to some extent it does speak to even if you're not overtly racist. It's like he was just like more willing to let it be Wynn's fault. Yeah. And and let the story unfold to where like Wynn killed himself. That he stole a car. It, it's sort and of like an unspoken it. alliance with the white guy over the Vietnamese guy. Yeah, the an unspoken alliance with the white villain mm-hmm. over the like Vietnamese victim. Yeah, it's like it's like a kind of tribalism. Yes, and. You can paint it one way or the other, right? Like you can say all you want that like, oh, well, sometimes it's just easier to go along with the crowd. It's a hell of a lot easier to go along with the crowd if you're the same majority race as them. Yeah. And if you're like. um, And if you're a pussy ass bitch. Yeah. And if you're a pussy ass bitch. Yeah. Yes. The technical term for (laughs) the kind of racist you are. A pussy pussy ass bitch racist. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So. 
Okay. Also, I was deeply confused, deeply confused. So, <laughs> oh, also, we're like at the very beginning, we learned that like one of the magical things that Wen can do is like move things in pictures. Yes, the straight off the bat. Yeah, like he is staring at this poster of this girl. I was like, and, poster? Yeah, I was It's of Gwen, isn't it? I was like, you have I didn't a poster know. of your girlfriend in your room? I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so he's staring at this poster is, of possibly Gwen. And he's like, move, oh, move. And when he, is it just oh, some girl? It's a photo below a Lamborghini poster. Oh, okay. I fully remembered it as being a poster as well. Me too. So he's sitting in his room and he like, he's like trying to make the, the photo move. And he's like, move, move. And while he's doing it, the room starts to kind of like vibrate. And then he opens his eyes and the picture has shifted so that she's now looking directly at him. And he's like, nice. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. And then he dies. Um, <laughs> and we never see him again. Uh, or yeah, do we? we don't, uh, well, we see him as a revenant, I guess, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. We so, revenant see him. We, re- <laughs> um, and then, oh, so 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 Kirsten's like, okay, she's like, something is up. Like, I just don't. She's like, this story just sounds really sad and like weird, and like, she's like, over Gwen, like he would like kill himself over her. Like it was a very <laughs> funny like, she like sucks. Yeah, which she does suck. I liked that Kirsten immediately like saw the logic in like a white town just Mm -hmm. not wanting, not caring enough to look into his death any further and like not believing his family at all. Yeah. And the family then was like, okay, well, everyone here is racist then and left, which is true, Mm -hmm. um, that they are racist. And so she's like... Okay, something's up. And also, like, there is a ghost that is communicating with me in my room a lot. Yeah. So she does have more <laughs> than one hint that something's up. Yes, because there is like a ghostly specter it's not does appear. Your instinct. <laughs> yeah. And there's like blood on the floor that disappears like, in the morning. I think something's up. Yeah. Oh, and that first happens actually after her date with Rob. So. She like starts oh, like yeah. you know making eyes at Rob and her best friend uh is like uh he's a scuzz ball like do not date him and she's like yeah but he's cute Maria's fun yeah I like her loud a lot. mouth loud mouth Maria yeah I like her um oh and the, uh, so they go on he's like let me teach you to drive and she's like okay and she's like wow you're really <laughs> teaching me and wow, he's like you're well so, like understanding. And Honestly, like I I feel like she liked him so much more because the movie they went to go see was good. <laughs> also, I was like, I'm sorry, what Jason Priestley movie was good? Okay, she's obsessed with Jason <laughs> like, Priestley. Did you guys go see Calendar Girl? Because that was not a good movie. Listen, it was a phenomenal film and they talked about it all night. <laughs> <laughs> Made no sense. I do feel like the only thing it could... I mean, we're talking Tiny Grandpa, you guys. Tiny Grandpa Jason Priestley himself. is Tiny Grandpa. Yeah. Tiny Grandpa, the man himself. Let's see. Yeah. Calendar Girl, 1993. 
That would be it, probably. That would be it. So she's obsessed with Jason Priestley. He takes her to this Jason Priestley movie, and she's like, wow, it was so good. And he listened to me talk about myself all night long, but I know nothing about him. And then so she's like, what are you like? And he's like, I can't. I can't talk about it. <laughs> I cannot. And then he's like, when I was little, my mom and my dad, they'd fight, and my dad left. And now I'm a racist. <laughs> And she's like, wow, that's hard. Oh, I will say it could have been Tombstone, which is not a bad movie. Just pretty good. It movie. is not a bad movie. Maybe it was that. Mm-hmm. It must have been Tombstone. <laughs> All right. Mystery it, it solved, to Lindsay. Been. Great job. Great job. And that's so, the book. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she's like, oh, 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 oh. And then I loved this part, actually. I mean, I didn't love that it was happening to her, but I loved yes, how it was portrayed. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. So he's like, well, why don't we try parallel parking? We can parallel park at, at this park. And she's like, uh, okay, I don't know <laughs> if I feel comfortable with this because like, I know what you're going to try and do. And he's like, come on, we're just going to go for a walk. And she's like, okay. And he's like, so you she lead. does. Does he say that to her? Yeah. He's like, you're, you're in control. Oh, like, right. I but guess not- what? do anything except except it's a huge lie mm-hmm. because he's, a he, he, he's, a he's like yeah you're the one who gets to decide how far we go and then so, so then she's he's like why don't we take a seat here on this bench and she's like god i thought we were going for a walk and he's like yo i'm tired so she sits down next to him and he starts like moving in for a kiss and she's like ooh, 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 oh no oh no i really don't want to kiss him but there's nowhere for her to go because he's pushing her into the bench. Yeah, he nails her down to the bench. And he kisses on her face and she doesn't know what to do. So she fucking bites him, which kisses I love. on her face. I liked the description of him pinning her because it says, Kirsten felt herself dropping beneath his weight. Then he closed his alligator eyes and she felt two cold folds of flesh close on her mouth. I was like, ew. Yeah, I was like, icky. No, thank mm-hmm. you. So yeah, then she bites him. She bites those cold, fleshy lips. And those cold he, flesh folds. <laughs> he's like, why'd you do that? And she's like, I didn't want to make out. And he's like, okay, I sat down and then you sat down next to me. So like, walk me through how you didn't want to make Again, out. Paper thin logic here, bud. Yes. And she's like, like well, if a girl sits what? next to a boy, then obviously she wants to bang. And so she gets pissed. And she like shoves him away and she's well, like and Fuck he does off classic nice guy yes move where he's like what is this i take you to the movies pay for dinner give you a driving lesson and she says and now i'm supposed to do whatever you want i was like yeah hell yeah girl oh also before that so when they're like so the whole reason why she wants to get really good at driving is that if you are the best driver unclear this is insane. about this I was like, I did not understand this. Where is the money coming from? (laughs) Yes. And like, who is buying the car? Like, is it the teachers buying the car? So there are these flyers that everyone's getting if you're in driver's ed, where if you're like the best driver's ed driver, then you win a car. A fucking car. An escort. An escort. And the the photo of the car is on the thing, is, is on the flyer. And so... Rob takes this Sharpie. He's like, this car is going to be yours. And he writes Kirsten's car 
exclamation point and then the the like circle of the exclamation point is over one of the headlights. So then when they're walking around in the park, he's like, oh, look what I found in my pocket. And she's like, and he unfolds it and it's the flyer. But now the dot of the exclamation point is not on the headlight because the car is kind of turned towards camera. And she's like, uh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And she's and like, it is oh. weird. She's right. <laughs> she is right. It is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, also, I didn't like that he made her made her take off her jacket to drive. I did not like. Well, that. he he's fucking weird. He's weird and he's bad, <laughs> and we don't like him. And we're no. glad he's dead. Honestly, we are. The world's a better place. He so he makes her take off her jacket so she doesn't have her car keys anymore, her house keys anymore. Um, and so she just runs home because she's like, "Fuck this!" He like fucking tried to assault me. Fuck, and goes home and her mom and dad are there also did you think it was way later than 11 p.m yes from the way they also, were acting the, yeah i was about to say this is the behavior of somebody whose daughter has been missing for three days the way they act i she could not left a message saying where she was like yeah. i understand if you're like we didn't say that you could do that who cares yeah. if you left a message? You did that without our permission. Don't do that again. But to be like calling the police when your daughter has left a message like, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to see a movie with a friend. And then and it's only 11 p.m., which means that they called the police way earlier than that. Yes. And it was like she was like, oh, her mom's hair and eyes were all messed up because she was sleeping. I was like, wait, how early do these parents go to bed? And... Here's another thing. You can solve all of this by being like, her parents are super strict. One line. Yeah, but they're painted as totally normal. And normal. then they, they move past it pretty quickly. Yeah, they do. Because the mom's like, oh, are you stressed because we moved? It's hard. And I was like, oh, mom's like <laughs> bouncing back. <laughs> you fucking called the police. Yeah, you called and, the fucking police. And like a doctor is there? At the house? Wasn't there like a fucking doctor at the house for some no reason? the dad is the doc dad is a doctor oh why were they calling him the doctor then they I were like know. saying but- dr blank which made no sense to me <laughs> dr will I, I was like why aren't we calling him his name yeah or like dad or i Kirsten's thought they called dad. a fucking doctor i thought it was mom dad and a doctor <laughs> and i was like what I was like, in case she gets home injured, I don't know what's going on. Ugh, no. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Oh, yeah. So the parents are just having the most unreasonable 
oh, reaction. Right. And then they let it drop. She's not even in trouble. No. They don't even punish her. Unbelievable. Yeah, very strange. Like, Unbelievable. punish her. Punish yeah, her for being out at a fairly reasonable time. <laughs> I get it's a school night, but please. Yeah. And then the... I mean, I would have gotten my ass whooped for sure. But like, again, if you had a line that they restrict, there you go. Mm -hmm. But guess also, what? like, you not. would have gotten your ass whooped for sure, but still not like rightfully so. No, no, it would not have been correct. Yeah. Um, because like, really, like coming home, whatever. It's anyway, fine. And, it, and we it's, all agree it's not that we even, would not parent in such a manner, right? And it's not even that like her grades are suffering. You know what I mean? It's not like she's, yeah, like nothing like, happened. Which I guess yeah. is why she doesn't get punished. But like, I just don't understand why they were so afraid. Exactly. Exactly. Why were they so afraid and angry only to not punish? It just didn't. It, yeah. It just like up. didn't add up. Um, Maybe so they anyway, were possessed by night. those like strict Asian parents. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, wait, they're still alive. They're not dead. <laughs> they're, they moved. They were possessed okay. by the emotional spirits. The, right, the right, emotional right. residue. Right, 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 right. Left right. in the house. Right. Um, obviously. Um, and then that night is when she has the dream with the blood coming out of the closet and they're like super nice and they like read good night moon to her. <laughs> I know, but her brother's a little piece of shit the entire time. Fucking like, stupid little piece of shit. He's like a fucking tiny rob in the making. Yes, he sucks. And like the fact that no one seems to like be giving him any consequences for being an absolute nightmare. Well, it's like. Here's my and here's what I thought of after the fact, not while I was reading. While I was reading, I was just mm -hmm. like, fuck this child. And <laughs> then and then like after I was done reading, I was thinking about how much I hate Nat. Mm -hmm. Um in the 10 minutes between when I finished reading and when we started recording, I was right. like, this they also noticed that like they don't really seem to acknowledge his behavior or his um, entire being at all. Presence. So this child is acting out for attention. Yes. Is what I've decided. Like the parents are so focused on Kirsten, the better child, that he's just turning into a monster. Right. And he's just acting like, trying to worse get, and worse. Yes. Yes. He's this just is like in The out. Sopranos when like AJ just like starts being worse and worse and you're just like, why? And you're like, oh, it's because no one pays attention to him or gives him time. But he's also still a piece of shit. Um, mm hmm I've not he, seen The Sopranos, but yes, exactly. Oh, it's so good. I mean, that's like it's such a basic thing for me to say. <laughs> the Sopranos <laughs> is good. Um, well, it does just because something is good, it doesn't make it weird when you say it's good. It's true. It's true. Be proud of your good taste. Thank you. Uh, Mike it's, it's, and I it's, have plans to start watching it at some point. It's so funny because it's before people decided that television could look like movies. So it like literally looks like fucking CSI. Like it does not look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, it was it, the thing that really kicked off how good television TV could, could be. be. Yes. And I mean, the writing. Because it's not and, TV, it's HBO. Exactly. Exactly. The most brilliant <laughs> tagline for a channel ever. But it's one of those shows where, I mean, I know this is so like, hello, everybody fucking says this, but like, it's one of those shows where like, everyone <laughs> is so fucking despicable and yet they're so, so, so humanized that you're like, well, fuck, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they did just like hit that guy. 
<laughs> for like the most stupid shit. But like, well, like who wouldn't? But like, he has issues with his mom. <laughs> like, and so, like, what? He's not gonna do that. Yeah, I mean, Come I just on. don't know, right? Like, who I mean, wouldn't in that? Who situation? wouldn't? Who this is like Elf King. Who of us can say <laughs> yes? <laughs> Uh, we're like yes if i just tell you what he did then yes you would be like that is unforgivable but like i'm there (laughs) like if i if you were him then how would you not then how how would you and how could you but literally like everybody in that show like all the men are such like so uninterested in improving themselves for real (laughs) and like such fucking children like have you ever watched deadwood I love Deadwood, even though I, I Mike and I rewatched that, and I'm like, oh man, the Asian racism in this show, and it's like I understand that it's period appropriate, yeah, but it's it wasn't even try like there's well I don't know swear like engine three and woo seconds I, well yeah. I love woo I love and woo. it does I love woo I, especially when the second. Chinese guy who who runs oh my the god the San Francisco shows up and it just like yes San Francisco cocksucker yes he is so awful and he is not a stereotype he's terrible well, no. but he's not the same he's, as Wu but you love well, Wu he's and the you hate fucking, him well because Wu is the swear engine and like he's, he's the um, Hearst guy he he well he's Hearst's man but he's um Hearst. he's uh what's his name he's uh the Tolliver you know what I mean like if we're gonna he sets like, up with Tolliver yeah yeah but he's he like the, the Tolliver like, of that uh, crew as yeah as Swearingen is to woo so that guy is to Tolliver okay so so basically I bring up Deadwood because um you know how like Seth anytime he gets yes. pissed off by something God, the next person he encounters fuck down <laughs> yeah okay the next person he encounters he's going to punch in the face right Yes. Like, it's yes. just like, it's like, not right. Like, anytime he is like talking to Swearingen, the next person he sees, he will beat to a pulp in the street. Uh-huh. That is how everybody in The Sopranos is. Like, every single person, like, something bad happens, and the next person they see is like, oh, that person's fucked. Because <laughs> they're going to set Bullock him. Like, they're going to, they're going to fuck that guy He's up. He's going to get Bullocked. I'm just like, look, b- b- wrong place, wrong time. Uh, that guy uh, just got yelled at by his wife. So he is going to straight up murder you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it's very um, unfortunate. But you know what? You can't fight nature. Yeah. It's funny. Me and Micah, I rewatched Deadwood and then Micah was watching it for the first time. Um, uh, it's really kind of good. like mid pandemic, early mid pandemic. And every once in a while, Micah will be like, I miss Deadwood. <laughs> He's like, I wish it was still happening. Uh, I was so devastated good. when they canceled it, especially because like the fo- it was built. Oh my god, the way the fourth it season, and then you are you joking? Are like, you joking with like literally with literally Hurst just being like, oh really? You want to fucking try because there's a million more like me, bitch? And you're just like, wow, okay, everyone's fucked. Yeah, and then and then nothing. Like Deadwood is fucked. Did you watch the movie? I didn't watch it yet. I haven't yet. I haven't been able to bring myself to because I'm so afraid that it's not going to be satisfying. Yeah, I know. Me too. Because there's a lot it has to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and and to Trixie, I to fucking love like Trixie. Trixie. I love Trixie so much. Trixie is like one of or my favorite Joni characters in anything. Jane. Oh Trixie's my God, Joni and Jane. Joni and Jane. I fucking like that is maybe an OTP. Joni and Jane. I 
love Joni and Jane. And just like Joni is one of my favorite characters too. Like when she, there's a part that makes me laugh so much, just how cute she is where she's, and this is. I'm so hoping that you're going to say. Okay. Okay. So my favorite Joni moment. (laughs) Okay. So it's when she's, so so it's that terrible Wolcott guy, right? He's there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and, and she's like, okay, I guess I'll like take him in the other room. And she's like, okay, so like I can like, like sit here and diddle myself if you want and he's like no and she's like oh nuts and I'm like oh (laughs) I love when she says oh nuts like it's so cute yeah and I so like same word and scene and I love Uh it when she says on nuts but my favorite moment is where he's like talking about like his life and uh-huh. she's like mm-hmm, sounds great wow you're so amazing you're such a man yeah wow congrats on being such a man and he's mm-hmm. like i will travel you have a wonderful mind and however he's putting it and i'll travel and i bring stories of my travels back oh my to god you. oh my and god and she's I like roll. okay well in the meantime i'll just be here in my girl's world diddling myself oh yes yes i love <laughs> that part oh i also love the part where she okay so she's like at the at the door of of her brothel. Oh my god, Joni. Oh my god. I'm thinking of parts where the part the time oh, I'm just like my mind is swimming with emotions and and memories. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so first, the, the the thing that I was like, "Oh no," about was when you find out that she goes to that fucking terrible hotel every day and tries not to kill herself. I know. Uh I was like, uh, and she, and she's such a good actor. Anyway, okay. So the part where yeah, she Yeah, that actress uh, is great. She comes to the so she's just moved into the new brothel. And I think everyone's just died. Like all those, uh, all of her Ugh. girls have died. Yes. And she sent the others away. And by died, and we mean murdered by Wolcott. M- murdered by Wolcott. And uh, Jane is kind of like hanging around outside and like not agreeing to let herself in. Mm-hmm. And and Joni goes like, come on, it's nippy on my twat. Let's go. I, I love that <laughs> part when she says that. So funny. Yes. She's great. I love every character is great. On rewatch, I was like, I think Seth is maybe my least favorite character. Same. Same. He's I, just too, like, Timothy. Dial yeah. it down yeah. from, like, a 23 to a 9, please. Yeah. yeah. Because your crazy temper, how he grits his teeth is too much it's too he just, much all he does is stomp around deadwood punching people yeah. and like being, being a angry bitch yeah i love it i love it when swearingen calls him on the fact that yes. he's just like in love with alma and yes. i can't remember the horribly vulgar way he puts it but he's like hey don't get mad at me just because like you can't fuck your mistress oh yeah oh 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 yes yes i i remember and that that's part. when they get in that knockdown drag out fight and yes I was like, that's not fair Yes. Oh my God. I love and Al then, so much. like, I love Al. I love like all his little lackeys. Like, I love them. Like, I fuck. I love everybody in that show. Oh, also, mm-hmm. um, like the I love too that we get to see. Uh, shit, I love so much about Deadwood <laughs> that we get to see everybody at their high. Like right when we meet them, right, we get to see them at their peak, like when they feel the strongest. And then, mm-hmm. like, the next episode, we see them being forced to kind of grovel to somebody else. That there's always someone else yeah. that you have yeah. to be doing lip service no to. No one is, I'm except for Hearst, no one is top. Well, even Hearst, right, is, like, 
he the way that he he thinks when he's not being top quote top right when he's like simpering to to aunt uh uh his cook oh i forgot about her yeah and I, even then, right? We watched. We were like, it was at the beginning of quarantine when we were watching mm-hmm. it too, and it was kind of it was it got too depressing. Yeah, there are parts where it's very depressing. Yeah, like the shit with the with the preacher. Oh my god, Ugh. dude! And then the boy, the Seth, oh Seth's son, stepson yeah. slash nephew. Yeah, the episode, yeah. the episode like the whores can come. Oh my god, dude! The, the horse. When okay, I'm sorry, but when his wife runs to the house and trips and falls is like, oh god, it, uh, uh, I literally am covered in goosebumps right now. Anna Gunn is so good on that show. She's so fucking good. And so when I saw her in Breaking Bad, I was like, oh, Anna. I know, I know. And then I didn't like. I don't like the Skyler character. Oh, so much. I think the way that she was directed, maybe I just. I, it was so strange to me because I was like, I don't really like how she's playing Skylar, but I mm. loved her so much on Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, side note, I know that there's a lot of like toxic fandom around the Skylar character. And so I sort of feel bad that I also don't like her, but. But I feel like you don't like her for different reasons than the people <laughs> that are like, she's holding him back. And you're like, well, yeah, okay, like, you're um, insane. Okay. Well, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah, he's a monster. He's literally evil at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then that's all right. Like Swearingen breaks good throughout the series instead of Breaking Bad. I love him so much. I fucking I love, love him and, and so much. The way he he's just, so protective over everyone, and the way he yes, like his he's like, hey, no thing. hard feelings for trying to kill you, Alma. And then he's like, I think you should open a bank. He's just like he wants. Yes. He just wants Deadwood to become a f- <gasps> prosperous town so much. Oh my god! I just thought of um, fuck the guy uh uh. Bill's best friend. What's his name? Uh, oh, oh, oh. God, why can't I think of his name? Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Utter. Utter. Oh, my God. Charlie Utter. Like, how much of a crush he has on Joan, first of all, mm-hmm. on Joni. And mm-hmm. then just, like, in general, like, everyone is such a fucking good actor on this show. Everyone yes. is so good. Like, the lines that they have to deliver are insane. Mm-hmm. But. And everyone they, is so heartbreaking. Oh my god! And also, okay, when Alma like gets in way over her head and is like, "Yes, I know how to do all kinds of business," and she, I will oh go god, talk to her. Girl being girl I, boss is so fucking funny. It's so funny, and her like when she like prepares this whole thing and like, uh, oh my god! And the guy who agrees to marry her, um, um, uh, yeah, uh, I what's his name? Uh, 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 uh Wells something worth. Ellsworth. Oh, oh, Ellsworth. Mr. Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Okay. And when she gets really hot, so she, she she relapses. And when she starts like using again and she's like trying to seduce him and he is such a good man. He's like, I have to go. I have to leave because like. You're not in your right I, mind. Yeah. And I cannot. I can't sleep with you when you're like this. You will grow to resent me. I would not be able to live with myself. Like, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ellsworth, you're too good for this world. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I love everyone and on that show so much. Also, I love how anyone in the show is at danger of dying at any time. Yes, yeah. The oh threat, my god! The threats are extremely real. When 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 Swearingen like yells at Doc, I love Doc. Mm-hmm. 
when when Sorrentino yells his at- performance is just a little over the top for me, but <laughs> I I still love him. I do love him. When he yells at Doc about being sick and like working while he's sick because he starts mm-hmm. to have um he starts to cough up blood. Classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where uh, uh Doc's always like, God damn it, Trixie, I'm asking you. Like that's <laughs> that's my impression of him. I think it's pretty yes, good. It's very good. Um uh, oh my god okay I'm sorry but the f- okay I, I will stop I will stop screaming about Deadwood <laughs> but I do so also good. love the use of like vignettes like or um not min- vignettes but um like how everything looks like a painting at the end like the final scenes of everything are always very like a moment in time mm-hmm. so like the final scene of each season so the final scene of season one first of all when Jewel who I fucking <laughs> first of love all. okay guys <laughs> When Jewel and Doc are dancing and she says, like, say I'm as, uh, as, uh, what is it? Nimble as a forest creature. And he's like, you're as nimble as a forest creature. And she's like, no, say it about yourself. So then he says it. And, (laughs) and Swearingen's just watching everybody and like, this is his domain. And like, he wants Mm -hmm. to take care of these people. I cannot. And he's so secretly good. Yes. And then the, the final shot of, I believe, season two in which, First of all, I love how patient the show is. The fact that he has kidney stones for five episodes. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. And the final I was sort sh- of like, was Ian like busy or like actually sick? Like, why does he why is he so taken out for so many episodes? Because he's not peeing for five mm-hmm. fucking days like that shit. And then also um, what I love about the show rallies is- around him. Yes. And I love that, like, people's injuries, like, you see them fade in each episode. It's not just, like, all of a sudden someone's better. Like, if someone's mm-hmm. face gets fucked up, you will see the bruises less and less for, like, five episodes. Mm-hmm. And so the the final shot of season two finale, I believe, is after he gets that kidney stone. He passes the kidney stone. Mm-hmm. And he's just laying on the bed and... Everybody else is just like oh, yeah. cuddling him kind of. Yes. And it's a shot from above. <laughs> and it just looks uh-huh. like fucking like Christ and his like discipleship. Like it, <laughs> it's so good. And that's I think what, there's like, ugh. that's what makes him forgive Trixie. And then he wants Trixie to leave and yeah. learn math so that and, she and can learn her numbers. more than a prostitute. Oh my God. And also like I had a huge crush on, um, on Bullock's partner. Um, Saul, yeah, Saul. I mean, who I doesn't? love that actor. I love that actor. He's so good, and just his face. Like, I love that Saul is constantly just having to clean up everyone else's shit. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, in particular, Seth's. Um, mm-hmm. But like the way that he looks at Trixie, you're just like, that looks like love. Like he's so good at showing adoration, mm-hmm. like in his eyes. Hmm. Okay, I cannot believe I just screamed about Deadwood for so long. I'm sorry. It's really good, though. Um, and so that's Driver's Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. We uh, left off at, oh, yeah, Nat is acting out because his family is ignoring him. And so, like, whatever, oh, that's, end of Nat. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, so she's, she's having constant uh, car danger. Oh my God! She needs to stop being behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. And she she needs to stop being near cars altogether. Well, yeah, she's either about to hit someone with her car or about to be hit by a car or, or in a car about hit to be hit by, by a, a car. train. 
because she was in literally hit by a car. She was hit oh, by yeah. the the teacher. The teacher. The teacher hits her in his red Jeep. And okay, I'm sorry, but her injury like totally grossed me out. On her hand, she had a giant disc flap of skin that just fell off. Oh, I did not remember that. Okay, and then do you know what she does to address it? She just puts the flap back on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you need to go to the like, doctor. Well, what are you just doing? Gonna pretend like that. She just like folded it back over and put a bandage on it. I was like, girl, no, you need to clean that. What are you doing? <laughs> go to the nearest sink that has soap. Yes. Like flush it. You have to get mm -hmm. whatever it is out. Mm -hmm. So she gets hit by him while she's on her bike. And he's like, you're not only bad behind the wheel, but you're also bad on a bike. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, come on. I know that like. When you're a child and teenager, authority figures truly do seem untouchable. Yeah, and you just you've believe them, kind of. struck by his car. <laughs> There's no scenario in which that's on you. Yeah, you were, you were struck by his car. You were struck. Um, and then she's like, ugh, I have to go. And so she's like all fucked up. Like she's got flaps of skin coming off. She's still on her bike. She then follows Gwen because she's like, Gwen, oh, sorry, we forgot to mention that Rob has been murdered. So oh, yeah. the, the <laughs> next a magic, day. A magic flyer car. By a magic flyer car because she she sees all everyone's all upset. She's like, what's going on? And they're like, haven't you heard? Rob is dead. He was murdered. He was run over by a car. And so she goes to where she left him. Sure enough, it's a crime scene. But she sees that the tire tracks like start from nowhere and then end from nowhere. So it's as if the car appeared and then disappeared. Mm hmm. And cool. cool. And the car is not on the flyer anymore. The flyer. She sees the flyer. Which no car on it. She's Anna. like, oh, my God, it's a magic car. Magic. And then Gwen's there. And Gwen is like very hostile. Gwen's off her rocker. Something's Gwen going on with Gwen. Did not make sense. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, because, yeah. And she, the the presence of, why, why does she take all those things to the pawnbroker? I don't know. She's just it's like. such like, an interesting choice. It's like, so, so the, Maria and Virgil are both like, oh yeah, Gwen totally ran Rob over with her car. I was like. Why are we all yeah. so confidently they jumping to this so conclusion? Certain. Yes. And so she she starts following Gwen, trying to figure out what's going on. And Gwen goes to a pawn shop with a bunch of clothes and with a locket that she saw Gwen like fiddling with. Mm -hmm. And she turns over all these clothes and then Kirsten shows up at the pawn shop and <laughs> Gwen has left a note for her. An absolutely because, unhinged note. Yes, because she went and I, she found Rob's body because she And cray. she's convinced. She's that, convinced that Kirsten did it. And she's like, I will be going to the police at some point. And I was like, with what? I know. She's like, you mm. gave her keys back. You have no she, evidence. And doesn't she like end the letter with something similar to like, see you in hell or something very funny? <laughs> like it was very like, hope you rot in I'll prison. dance on your or, grave. I'll visit you in prison. Gwen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Very funny. And then that's when Kirsten goes into the pawn shop and like, is like, oh, I guess she brought 
things Rob gave her to sell so that she can't, it doesn't look as like she has as much of a connection to Rob. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she talks to Olaf and she's like, at, at this point, has she, or does she go back later? All I know is that she talks to Olaf. He's like, yeah, that Vietnamese kid um, was wearing a black leather jacket when I saw him steal my car that night. And then he killed himself in it. Oh, yeah. He calls him and, a kamikaze pilot. And she's oh, like, yeah. um, that's not. like That's a Japanese. That's different. Thing. And and then, oh oh right, and she's like, "How do you know that it was him who stole it?" And he's like, "I saw him in the dark," and she's like, "Okay, but like also I can tell that like you you have one good eye that is not like that you're you're like blind, mm-hmm. and then you also like can't really hear. You're really really old, so like how could you have seen how? it? I think you're just <laughs> racist." And but she doesn't say all that. She's just like, mm, "Interesting." Yeah, she just like calls it a day. <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, I'm not going to buy any of this stuff. I'll just leave it. Uh-huh. And then she goes in her room, and she's like, I need to write in my journal. I'm so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and then she finds a journal entry that's like, I know where you fucking live, you bitch. And she's like, ugh. <laughs> but it's from Nat. That who- was... He... That was nuts. All he does is I was like, like what is wrong her. with Nat? What is wrong with him? Like, doesn't he realize that she's like what she could be dealing with? Like, doesn't he know like they live in the house of a dead person? Like, does he not care? Well, he just straight up doesn't believe her and he wants attention. He sucks. He really sucks. Really don't <laughs> enjoy him. <laughs> I don't enjoy baby Nat. Uh... Um, yeah, because he lives. He, I mean, he really leaves her an insanely threatening letter. It's like, yeah, that's so blood that was coming out of your closet. Well, it's going to be your blood next. I was like, Nat means this. Yeah, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, he, Nat means this. We need to talk about him because like he's we need to dangerous. Talk about him. Oh, oh, oh. So, so, so then she's like, okay, I need to think about like, I wish that I could find his diary because people were saying if we could only find the parents were saying if we could find the diary, we could prove to you that he was not suicidal. Yeah. And she's like, oh, his diary. I need to find it. Mm hmm. And so she's like, well, maybe I'll just like be channel his spirit. And so she like writes a (laughs) diary. This part was strange. I really thought. It was weird how they did this and then like never again. I thought it was going to come back. I thought this was going to lead somewhere. Yeah. I thought that it was either going to be that like she would be channeling him or that someone would find it and think that she had some like it doesn't come back. Yep. At all. So then she's like, hmm, okay, well, I need to back up all of my stuff on a floppy disk because my brother's going to find my journal again. Where would I hide a floppy disk? Oh, behind this paneling. Oh, my God. There's another floppy disk here that is his journal. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, you didn't it's see optimized. That it's a computer yeah. journal. It's a computer the journal. Computer talk was so funny to me. <laughs> oh, my God. So I mean, 1994. I mean, there are, you know, a lot of times like SD drives only work for one or the other if you format it one way. So I was like, wow, times really don't change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so he was like, ah. the only thing that would take, I like later, it would have been a live journal link or something. <laughs> I know. It's like a Zanga. <laughs> yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) So she's like, I can't open this disc because my computer is IBM, which she learns after a very long, like, geek squad call with Maria. (laughs) I always pleased that Maria knew what she was talking about. I was like, good, it's not just the boys who know computers. Yeah, I liked that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I have an IBM and that is for Macs. So I need to find a Mac. And they're like, well, oh, this is after the very perplexing visit by Virgil. yes. Okay, so Virgil- Flirting with her. Why was he doing that? He was just trying to get into the house so that he could look for Wynn's diary. But why was he holding her hand at the end? He was just trying to like- beguile her (laughs) it was very confusing yeah well she was like why is he yeah she was also like why are you doing this (laughs) and he was like isn't that what friends do (laughs) right this is normal and surely you won't report this to my girlfriend because he he grabs her hand i was like like, i hope to see you soon you are not that cute no he's not cute so it's very strange it was also strange that like they have to team up. Like it was a weird. I didn't like how thoroughly Virgil got redeemed. No, he should have been punished. Yeah, he needed to get a bit more comeuppance because then when he like she takes it to him and and um they go to the school computer lab and he's like, mm, this mouse isn't working. Could you find me another mouse? And then they come back with a mouse and he's like, mm, nothing on the disk. Well, I'm going to go. I'm just going to pocket the old disk drive and I'll see you around. I could and then not she believe and Maria, that, she let, that they let him keep that disk. I was really annoyed that she didn't catch right in the moment that like, um, I don't believe you about the mouse anymore. Yeah. And also, like, why do both of us have to go get the mouse? Yeah, very suspicious. And the fact that she didn't realize till later, like, there was nothing wrong with that mouse. I was like, welcome to 10 pages ago. I know. So Sonny takes it. Maria knows the combination to his locker. So they go in his locker. They take the disc out of his jacket. They bring it to a teacher who can recover the data. I loved how easy this part was. Like, I just, I was relieved that, like, Me too. They were, I was that like, they I lied didn't want to the spend teacher. that much time on this. Yeah. I love that the teacher believed them. And then I love that when he was like, don't you guys have to go to class? And they're like, no. And he's just like, okay, senioritis. And like, lets it go. Yeah. I've, I was like, thank God. I, I was like, because I don't have the patience to Mm-mm. care about how they get around this. Yeah, exactly. Um, So good. Um, And then I, re- I liked how thoroughly Virgil's mask of normalcy just like slips the fuck off yeah because he like pushes her to the ground in her chair he knocks her over in her chair to get like in front of the teacher in front of maria he knocks kirsten out of the chair to get to the computer to try to hide the data and the teacher is like what the fuck was that about yeah the teacher yells at him and is like virgil and he's like sorry He reveals Actually, I think he says Garth, his last so name. thoroughly. And yeah. it's so funny because he's not. His name being Virgil Garth is very funny to me. <laughs> it's very funny. Very funny. I also like that like he still wasn't fast enough. So then instead of getting her out of the way to not read it, 
he then just makes it so that she reads it next to him and it's incriminating yeah. and he's like, mm. Mm. <laughs> So now I've been discovered right in front of you and there's like nowhere for me to escape to. No, and I have literally acted so suspicious in trying to hide this from you. Yes. Because that was the other thing, right? Like it doesn't even mention his name in the diary, but it mentions Rob's. So then you're like, well, why are you trying to hide it? You must have been involved. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, just oh, like, and- yeah, totally fucked himself. Oh, also, um, Kirsten gets her dad to like totally violate HIPAA and like give her the like sign in of everybody who signed in on the night of <laughs> like a the accident project, supposedly. I was like, this dad needs to be fired. Yeah. Um, Not OK. Oh, and at the funeral of Rob, they see that um. The gym teacher's sister looks just like him, and she's a nurse at the hospital where her dad works. And so she's like, oh, that sucks that she looks like her brother because her brother's so ugly. Um, <laughs> Which is but, so rude. <laughs> I know. But I liked how, like, subtly that was worked in. Because yeah. I wasn't super connecting the dot. I mean, I knew what happened, but I didn't know how they got away with things, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, and Kirsten is extremely smart. Uh huh. In, <laughs> she's like, the, so she's going over the hospital records for like who went into the emergency room that day. And already I'm like, I would not have thought to do this. And then when mm-hmm. she sees like the three most suspiciously <laughs> generic names having come in for a fight, and it's a 43-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 17-year-old, and their names are like Smith, Johnson, and Jones or something. Yeah. And she's like, wow, those are three of the most average names I've yeah. ever heard. Almost suspiciously so. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she immediately clocks that. Can't figure it quite out yet, but is mm-hmm. it's in her brain. Yeah, and it, not in a way where I'm like, you dumb idiot, like, delaying the inevitable. But even though I, at that point, like, figured it was Mr. Busk, Rob, and mm-hmm. Virgil, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, like the author was making the main character too stupid. No. And in fact, like, I think it took a little while for me to realize that like I knew that Busk was somehow involved, but for some reason, I didn't connect that he was one of the people that checked in. And I didn't connect that the sister was the reason that they were able to do this aliases. It did jump out at me that his sister was a nurse. Yeah. And so I figured she had something to do with yeah. it. But I was just like impressed by Kirsten nonetheless. Yeah, she was smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Then she's like, okay, you're trying to cover things up for Rob. And Virgil's like, yeah, but he won't tell her why. Uh, And then this is the part where I was like, girl, what? (laughs) So Mr. Busk is like, hey, I think that, you know what? I think if you had a little more practice, I could pass you. So let's practice in this really custom car. This is her least intelligent moment. Especially since we go from her being so smart. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Exciting stuff needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, and this is, wow. Yeah. This is dramatic. (laughs) So he's like, look at all this. First of all, the car is a mess. And so he has to kind of clean it up. And he's like, okay, 
uh, or she's like, oh, this car is like so unique. And he's like, yeah, it has a lot of like unique add-ons, like the ignition thing we were talking about. Um, and she's like, okay, I'm not really going <laughs> to think about that. <laughs> I'm not going to explore this in my mind further. Then they're I driving, guess it's driving, just driving. It's from New York, where I am also <laughs> from. Oh yeah, she's from New York, and he's like, they're driving, 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 and then he's like, I think I'm going to pass you because you did a great job, and she's like, thank you, and he's like, let's drive back. Why don't we drive over those railroad tracks? The tra- the train is very far away. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> this is. One of the funniest murder attempts. It's so funny. Because he it's so funny. is like, yeah, 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 pull on up. And then he makes the car stop on the tracks by hitting, pretending to like hit the that ignition button with his elbow or something mm-hmm. or his knee. And then <laughs> opens his door, locks the door, holding the keys and just like, runs he just fucking bolts this is a grown man running away it's so funny she's stuck on the railroad tracks like the train is coming she can't get out but there is one of those like club things like you know the things you put on your wheel so that way people can't steal it in there she was so like weirdly happy to see the club make an appearance yeah i i got such a wave of nostalgia me too me too so she gets the club out. She hits the window once, bounce back. Hits it again, it breaks. She drags herself out of this broken window glass, runs, just misses it while the train fucking obliterates the car. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she's like, I think he was trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. So this is her Finally, second major group of it. injuries. Because she was very injured when she was hit by the first car. She's injured escaping from this. Mm-hmm. But she won't stop. She's like, I have to go. <laughs> I have to go home and talk to, oh, talk to Nguyen's ghost. Because Nguyen's ghost keeps showing up and talking to her kind of in her sleep and being very scary. And um, pointing at his like neck. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's weird. And then she's like, I have to go home. Ugh, I'm so stressed out. Goes home. <laughs> Gets a phone call. It's Virgil. And he's like, you need to leave. Meet me at this place. Do not tell anyone you're going. She's like, okay. I was like, what are you doing? I was disappointed in her. I could not believe that she was going to go there. I mean, it works out. But when when she gets there and she sees Mr. Busk appear and then puts it together that they are, there's some sort of setup. Mm Mm-hmm. And then still gets in the car with Virgil. Yeah, I couldn't. And flees. I was like, Kirsten, you are damn lucky that Virgil was not trying to kill you because that was like the dumbest fucking move. Yeah. Also, keep in mind this entire time she's like deeply injured. So she's like, like unwell on this Mm -hmm. bike, riding her bike to this place to meet this guy. So she sees that Mr. Busk is like trying to capture Virgil and so she saves Virgil um, by tricking Mr. Busk and leaving him so then they're driving around and they're like kind of on a joyride and she's having fun which was very weird yeah Kirsten like <laughs> becomes a weird thrill seeker yeah she's like woohoo 
It's like she's kind of at the end of her rope at this point, though. She's like, multiple people are possibly trying to kill me. There's a fucking ghost haunting me. There's a murder mystery. I have to solve the mystery. This is up to me. I've just escaped a fucking train. Yeah. You know what? She's high on adrenaline. You know, her state of mind is like, you know, at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when the girl is in the back and she's just cackling drenched in blood. Yes. She's like that, where she's like, I can't believe I sur- I'm surviving right now. What the fuck? Yeah. Laughing, laughing. She's like, well, she's driving let's do driving. this. And she's like, and then at this point, she's like, I just don't know what to do because like Nguyen seems so upset. Oh, and this is the other part. So she finds this letter and she discovers that like there's this service that seeks to reunite refugees with people that they have left behind in Oh, yeah. This Vietnam. is like the first thing that happens. This is like the first thing she discovers. Mm-hmm. And she finds out that Nguyen's parents uh, are dead. And already, like they happened to die just months beforehand. Yeah. So he never got to reunite with them and he was looking for them. Mm-hmm. So that's very sad. Yes. And so, so when she's they're fleeing. Like, huh? Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, when she and Virgil are, like, fleeing from Mr. Busk, this is when Virgil's like, I think maybe we have a revenant on yeah. our hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this seems like a classic case of revenantism. Like, what is he, like, w- he needs closure of some kind. How can mm-hmm. we give that to him? And she remembers the the diary entry that Nguyen made. Mm-hmm. Saying oh, like right. he gave something to Gwen and he regrets it. Like how could he be so stupid to give it to her when she doesn't really care about him? I oh just my want God. it back. That and diary then, entry was so sad when he was like, I'm such know. a chump. Like, of I course know. she didn't have feelings for me. I can't believe I gave her that thing that like I need to get it back. Like, yeah, I can't believe that. It was really sad. And yeah. Our girl Kirsten puts it together that that was the like pendant she saw at the pawn shop. Yes. And, and so they go to the pawn shop. She's still got that club. She just breaks into the pawn shop. That was the other thing, too, where Virgil was like, we can just use a credit card to like break in. And she's like, I got this. I'm really good at yeah, breaking glass because like, I've done it really seven times. <laughs> and I was like, don't do that, though. But she does. And then she mm-hmm. injures herself also in like getting in the glass. So she's constantly like shards of glass are all over her. And... <laughs> covered she's in like, glass all time she, all the time dude and she's like here it is the locket and so she grabs it and she's like huh it's like kind of shitty and I was like shut up <laughs> and she's like <laughs> you shut your dumb bitch shut mouth. your fucking mouth so then she grabs the lock locket and he's like we need to give it back to him the ghost can only the revenant can only move on and we're like <laughs> okay Virgil you like obviously have been watching some ghost hunters like you want to use this information. That's fine. And he's right is the thing. I mean, he's correct. Well, because he he's watching like educational stuff. Yeah, he's educating himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they go to they're like, he's like, we have to go to where he was killed. So they or go she there. says that and he's like, no. And she's like, you have oh, to. And he's like, fine. Right. She's like, show me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to. She's like, you owe him. And so they go to this stuff with 
with a police officer. Oh my god. I I was like, this so is messy, strange. you guys. I was like, why? Yeah, yeah. I like truly like I felt as annoyed as she was when that cop shows up. I was like, get the fuck away from me. I'm yes. trying to do a fucking thing. So she goes, she's trying like Wind's spirit like appears as like a gray form and a thunderstorm is started. Like the shit is off the rails now. It's very dramatic. She's holding out the pendant to try to give to him. Mr. Busk is just like almost hit them with his car. Two cops show up and try to stop them from what they're doing. And now Virgil is screaming like, give him the locket. Yeah. It's like wild. The, He's the swirling gray mist picks up <laughs> one of the cops and just oh, tosses yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, that and was great. She is able to. It's so she. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she she's looking at the locket. And she realizes or she opens the locket and inside is a picture of a Vietnamese couple and she she puts it together that his parents that's a photo yeah. of his real parents in the locket and that's why he was so upset about having given it to Gwen yeah and so when she hands it to to the um revenant the revenant <laughs> to Wynn's revenant um mm. where does it where's the specific oh yeah here, two young faces, male and female, looked obliquely at each other. The woman was wearing a gorgeous brocaded collar. Her mouth was grim and patient, her chin weak and almost indistinguishable from her neck. But Kirsten, that's weird, Kirsten could not yeah. stop looking at her. Her eyes were like two small dark jewels. Though tiny and faded and ancient, the photo had still not extinguished their fierce, fiery love. This is what Nguyen wanted. What he longed for his whole life, what had been ripped away from him when he was too young to fight back, what he had given to a girl who hadn't loved him, his mother and father. Yeah, I think it was like mm. the what he had given to a girl who hadn't loved him. I was like, oh my god, when like, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, dude, like, oh, and he gave her his belonging. Yeah, he gave like he gave up the like idea and sense of belonging that he had with his parents that he never got to experience. Yeah. Growing and that up he doesn't in have a different country yeah. without family. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. And then the so then like this crazy like wave of energy or something happens and then like everything's super still. And the locket is on the ground empty. So he like took the pictures, which is all mm -hmm. he wanted was mm -hmm. the pictures. I mean, oh, and it's like, will he ever get to see them? Like, do, we don't know. Like, oh, it was just I, yeah. so sad. It was sad. So then she's like, wow, wh what a week. <laughs> <laughs> so they turn to the cops who have now seen this supernatural oh, yeah. thing. And they're just like staring their mouths hanging open. And she and Virgil kind of crack up to like because they're they're just like filled with tension. Yeah. And it's it's over now. And the cops just like want to pretend that none of that happened. And now Virgil and Kirsten aren't in trouble and they like arrest Mr. Oh, wait, wait. Busk. No, no, no. Wait, Mr. Busk. No, no, no. Remember? 
Mr. Busk oh. goes well, they driving go to by. Arrest. Okay, Mr. Busk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so first of all, they're like just standing there and they're like kind of laughing. A red jeep just goes flying by, and they're like, "Whoa, Mr. Busk, <laughs> he's here!" <laughs> and they're like, "Hello, go stop him, go stop him." The cops are just like, uh, like, uh, like uh, what? So then they go and they see that the car is just idling. And they're like, what? And the doors mm-hmm. open. And the cops finally like come to. They go to to see what happened. And they're like, we're going to need an ambulance over here. And he's been hit by phantom cars. By one of the flyer cars. Yeah. And so now our boy, when has gotten revenge on everyone but Virgil, who has redeemed himself by freeing his spirit. Yes. Because laying in the back seat are the flyers. Yep. And they're empty. missing a car. Very fun. Yeah. I do wish Virgil maybe like died in the process or something. Like got some like, kind Virgil of. Virgil just needed to pay a little bit more. Yeah. Like he needed to kind of like realize his own complicity, you know? Yeah. I was very glad that there never was a romantic connection between Thank Virgil God. and Kirsten. Thank God. I think that would have been really super shitty. <laughs> that would have super been super shitty. shitty. Just like really bad and shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also just like like horrible to do to your friend Maria. Oh, yeah. Because Maria's in love with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked that moment with Maria when she's like, she's giving Virgil shit about having ever liked Gwen. And Virgil gets kind of uh-huh. mad and he goes... He goes after Gwen and she's like, you sometimes you're pretty hard on Virgil. And Maria just like breaks down in a moment of vulnerability. And she's like, I guess I'm kind of afraid he still likes her. And I was like, (laughs) oh, Maria. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, same. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the book. Yeah. I really liked it. I liked it. it. I really liked it it quite a bit. I absolutely cannot believe that I cried to a book called Driver's Dead. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Yep. So I would say read it. It's on Kindle Unlimited. Um, what a surprising entry because I feel like we didn't feel the same about his other book that we covered. Yeah. He did the yearbook, right? Is that the one we read? Yeah. 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 I wasn't into that one. But this one was was better. You know what the difference was? Because the yearbook was from a boy's perspective. Yeah. And this one was from a girl's perspective. And I just feel like. Your book was bananas, though. It Wasn't there was. like a creature <laughs> in this school? <laughs> I don't know. And also we were like, why is this called the yearbook? Yeah. I think. I, I don't really remember. I don't either. I thought it was that one where there was like a drama society and they were like being, there is like a creature in the school. I do not know. Hard to say. Could not recall. Too many books. Too many books. Seriously, too many books. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Um, thank you to our Patreon supporters. You help keep our show alive. Uh, very special thank you to our Patreon producers. I think I need to update. My, like, I need to close and reopen. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Rebecca Goss. Casey Scott, Jessica Yu, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Keith A., Emma, Brian Petty II, 
Sersha Descaro. Marco Pavlicich. Jessica Smith-Harper. Mel L. Katie Lilly. Rashad Black. Gabriela Santiago. Grace Armstrong. Tristan Buckner. Courtney McPhail. Victoria Gray. Sarah. Claire Moore. Randy Klett. Melody. Jeremy Cronk. Jonathan Venable. Sarah Wallen. Mandalay Walschlager. Kat Miller. Gianna Fernandez. Landry Desmond. Megan Lozier. Rogue Kalahua. Karen Lewis. Miranda Hester. Emma Murray. Katie Olsner. Chris Tarina. Danielle Lamana. Danny. Victoria Beck. Amanda Nangle. Luke Bartek. Ashley Fritz. Sasha Gibson. Miguel Camacho. Aaron Fernandez. Noah Spargo. Molly Marks. Victoria Valdez. Micah Eunice. Laura Hooper. And Kelly Burns. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We very much appreciate you. We appreciate all of our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to become one, you can go to patreon.com slash teencreeps. Got a lot of extra content there Tons. for people who donate. And thank you to all of our listeners. Regardless, you're all important to us, and we really mm-hmm. appreciate you. Uh, next week, we are reading Bad Moonlight by R.L. Stein. Oh, yeah. Um, that's Love a big one. Cover. Love this cover. Me and the girls, once we're all vaccinated. Is that cover? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, wear a mask, get vaccinated, and keep it creepy. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by dog. Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.